recording uh Batman season four i've got a little blue sperm uh will you've got five seconds to explain that or are you just gonna leave it uh no i've been playing i've got a glue gun to make me models with and this piece has come out looking a bit like a sperm <laughs> yeah. uh Batman season four uh you are officially now will uh halfway so my question is well no 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 more than halfway so my yes. question is which i i i I kept reminding myself as I watched it. Well, I guess that answers my question. My uh, question... Oh, we're going to ask me, am I hooked? I'm going to ask the question I always ask. It's a two-pronged question. Um, I, are you in? Are you in? Well, no, you always phrase it a particular way, which is... Um, uh, you always phrase it a particular way, which is, I'll never watch it again. Is that still true? Um, I, I don't phrase it like that. You always make me sound so cynical. Um, I, will you, I mean, we were talking about Five Guys earlier on on the chat. I'll it's use so that much. as an analogy. Um, <laughs> if, if someone took me to Five Guys and said, oh, let's go to Five Guys and get a burger... Uh, I'd go, yeah, all right. I would never say to someone, let's go to Five Guys and have a burger because, oh, they're so tasty. That's my relationship with Mad Men. So if you were in a situation where you had, I don't know, a best friend uh, who, who, <laughs> who made you watch... My, but I'm never going to... There's no situation where we're going to watch it again. So you would never... It, you, okay. You are... We are, you have a wonderful girlfriend. She's been on the show. You get a house together or whatever. You're picking a show to binge. You're on Amazon. They've just, re they've just renewed the contract to stream Mad Men. You don't, sh you don't do Mad Men with Becky three years down the line. Um, well, th this is the question uh, of whether... I I'm a very tolerant person. <laughs> <laughs> In the way that... I'm doing this as as part of the show, uh, not just as as a uh, you've asked me to try out the show that you really like, but it's also we're, we're commenting on it, we're reviewing it, we're talking. And also, about I, I've been I've been doing the other thing for years, and it's yeah. not ignored yeah. me. Whereas if I were to sit down and go, oh, let's watch Mad Men, and a few episodes in, she's like, this is shit. You just there's stop. no way I'd be able to get us to watch the rest of it. Whereas I. It's in my contract to finish, man. <laughs> you, unlike, you are a real Pete Campbell. You signed your contract straight away, <laughs> where I am Don Draper, and I, I have no contracts. We don't have contracts. I mean, I don't, I don't enjoy that you've, you've made me Pete. and you've Pete's made you nice. Don, but it's true. We are Pete. <laughs> I'm going to put my fan on again. Um, but because uh, people can't hear it, 
and uh, it gives a nice cool breeze. Um, yes, we are past halfway. Um, I, I don't know what my favourite series is. If you had to put a gun to my head, I'd say season five. Um, and I've sort of been keeping that to my chest. I, I think I know why now. <laughs> why? I'm guessing there's going to be a wedding coming up in season five. No, I, was, I want to have at least 10 minutes on this. There isn't a <laughs> single goddamn wedding, and it's the most depressing thing in the... Oh, no, we do have... Sorry, no, that's a blatant lie. We have the JFK oh, wedding. We have the JFK. Yeah, I bet it's the first time around you watch this, and they're like, I'm getting married. You're like, oh, my God, it's the end of the series. That's setting up the opening of series five, and there's going to be a big oh. wedding Don's wedding. Yeah. They have a lovely <laughs> apartment, Will. Wait till you see their apartment. Oh, I'm excited. But, um, yeah. <laughs> nice open plan. They don't, there's no wedding. Um, ha, but also, I think Don would never want a big wedding. There's like one line in Tomorrowland. Uh, where Joan says, when are you getting married? And she goes, we haven't decided yet. And he goes, as Ooh. soon as possible. Yeah. Which for me means <laughs> it's a piece of paper. Roger can come and whatever. And we'll have a few drinks after. Yeah. There's sounds, no way it's a big deal. It does sound great. Get me there now. I I'll go for drinks with, with Don and Roger. Yeah? <laughs> like in Waldorf stories, and we'll all get blackout drunk and forget it, <laughs> wake up and it's Sunday. It is Sunday. That's a big meme in the uh, Mad Men community. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think it's all performative. Earlier on in, I think it's season two. Yeah, it's, no, it, no, sorry, it's season three, where Betty's brother is talking about um, the, the wedding, uh, the mm. Don and Betty wedding. And he goes, Don didn't have anybody there. And of course, there's nobody for him to have there because um, they met whilst he was still a, and married when he was still the fur coat salesman. I presume he didn't really have a big class of friends there. And uh, yeah, I presume the whole big wedding thing was a Hofstadt, Betty Hofstadt uh, original. Mm. Um, we've skirted around it. We'll get to her in more detail. But this is, of course, the start of Megan Calvey, or should I say now, Megan Draper? Oh, I don't like it. You don't like <laughs> You don't like Megan at all? I don't like Megan. Oh, my word. Okay, well, I feel like this is a conversation that we'll get to. Um, but uh, yeah, so, it's, okay, I think I know why you don't like Megan. Uh, because I hate Meghan Markle. Oh, that's true. No, no it, it's because we, we've only, we, we hardly know her. And I always distance Don from those other businessmen who would just date their secretary and be like, yeah, we're getting married. Like Roger, I always thought for Don, it was years and years of courting and romance and holidays. And all of a sudden he's just gone, yeah, oh, I'm madly in love with you. That's, that's how it that's, happens. It felt very out of character. I, I couldn't agree less. I mean, I, the, the, right, I'm going to ruin one line for you because it takes, like, it's a season seven line and you completely forget. Roger says one time in a bar in season seven, he's like, you scolded me for marrying my secretary and then you did the exact same thing and nobody cared. And because because he is he's a hypocrite. Um, I was going to say, do you not like Megan because you were in, in on Faye. Did you like Dr. Faye Miller? Uh, I mean, it would make more sense just because we as the viewers uh, 
spent more time with her mm. and we spent more time with with Don and her. So, yeah. I, I, I always go back to a Matthew Weiner quote who uh, created the show and he wrote the show. And he said about how people were surprised by how quick the Megan thing was. And then he said, oh yeah, because in reality, the rich, charming, handsome uh, businessman wouldn't go with the younger, beautiful model, ex-model secretary who says that she believes in him and knows that he's trying to be a better man. Uh, of course he would go with the middle-aged, divorced uh, therapist. And that obviously wouldn't happen. Of course you're going to go with Megan. She's nice with the kids. For me, it's always the milkshake moment. The spilling of the milkshake. And he's ready. And he goes because he knows that Betty would have been slapped to one and done a big scolding. As we know from earlier in the series with the hair debacle and the whole touching uh, herself yeah. episode with Sally. Um, but no, Megan, get me, get some napkins. It's just a dress. And his face and his so anger. Betty would have flipped. Betty would have flipped. And it's that, for me, it's that joy thing. The um, the character, not the emotion. Uh, in in the jet set, where he just looks at her and he goes, who are you? And he does, and he, I can't remember the exact line, but he does a, sort of the same thing with the teacher, Susan Farrell. And he's like, how are you so good and innocent and pure? And obviously... He's got that with Megan, and now he's he's an open man. He can finally marry one of these idealistic, perfect women. Because you're saying it's out of character, but what is Megan? But the another one of these beautiful, model-esque, intelligent, um, happy, and hopeful. Uh, brunette women, which we've discussed on a previous episode, the, the just the visual difference from Betty. Uh, I, I think it just felt to me like um, if we contrast to that flashback to when he just met Betty and he came over and he was like, oh, I, I've just met the rest. He, he was almost a different... It's not a flashback. It's not a flashback. Oh, was it not a flashback? No, they're selling the house. That's why it's empty. Oh, did you think they were no. moving in? No, the, the flashback back in like series two, where when he first when he comes back to when he's in California. Yeah, that's not a flash. When he comes back from California. Oh, uh, sorry, the flashback to, when he's talking to Anna. Yeah. Oh, pardon me. Yes, yeah. sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you clearly don't know. You I don't know, Mad Ben. <laughs> Fuck me, I guess. Uh, but yeah, so, and and he always seemed like a different man, whereas this one felt more like sort of an abuse of that power that we mm -hmm. saw as an escape um, or for just one-off. And we associate him with all these one-off affairs. Mm. And, and it, it felt like, hmm, it, 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 it's happening the same way as he treated the, the not, if you know what I mean. Not the, yes, the Christmas, the, um, the Christmas girl. Yeah. Uh, whose name is, is Annie. I, oh God, I'll, I'll get it up in a second. Uh, but, um, Christmas time is here. Oh, it's, oh Christmas. Um, this, <laughs> but uh, what do I... Alison. I knew it was an, an A. But, um, well, this is another thing, though. I'm going to then go back on you again. It's not just Don taking abuse of that power. The Look at the, look at the sexual politics and in those moments... With, when he's with Alison, he's fully drunk and he's pulling her onto the couch. And yeah, there's a detraction there and it's not forceful. 
But yeah, you're right. It's an abuse of that power, it seems. And although they're both caught up in that moment, it feels harsh. Whereas with Megan, he pulls away and she goes, I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not going to run out of here tomorrow screaming. So every, cause everybody knows about Alison and everybody presumably knows, knows what happened there. And then obviously she says, I don't care. I just want you right now. And for me, it's as much her, it's her seduction rather than his. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting to know Megan more. And yes. the upcoming series. Megan Calvey, Megan Calvey Draper. Um, French. She is. She is from Montreal. Uh, she is French Canadian. Uh, we meet her French mother and father uh, next season, and they're delightful. <laughs> uh, Julia Armand. Um, well, the way that we do this, uh, we've sort of had the big Megan discussion. I, I feel like because it's the it, we end on a happy note. <laughs> the. It's the first season, well, no. So season one ends in just depressing. I am sat on the sat on the couch. Season two ends with a moment of hope, but not really. You, like you, your first question was, is there a marriage that's going to falter? Because I, as much as we, I guess, in that moment of season two, want Betty and Don to work, I don't think anybody actually thinks that it will. Um, and then season three ends with a semi-hopeful note, but it is, as you talked about, a reboot. It's like, it's all of Don's life is the only way he can make happiness is to start again. And although the starting again this time is completely out of his hands and it's purely business-based, it, it, it has lended to a new lease of life. And of course the show, again, we talk about these seasons being in two parts. This season also feels in two halves because the first six episodes or so, are pretty dour, you know, he's coming to terms with possibly a drinking, well, no, definitely a drinking addiction, but it's sort of common in that era, so it's a bit different. Um, but the suitcase is a real split, uh, and we go one way or another, and it is a big turning point for Don and Peggy, as we will undoubtedly uh, get to. The way that we do this is uh, we rank our top 10 favourite episodes. Will... Uh, which means with a top 10, we have to cut three. Will, Ooh. what were your cuts? I've cut uh, public relations. I've also cut public relations. Yeah. Great season opener. Yeah. Great closing moment. Really brings us into the new world of SC, SCDP. Selling Cooper Draper Price. Uh, really brings us into that world well. Um, oh, Will's favourite building on set. What do you think of the new office? It's nice. It's nice. It's clean. It's very it's, clean. It is. It's a new 60s. Again, it's it. People always sort of have this thing that the 60s start, that every decade starts on the 1970, on the 1980. But in actuality, what we think of as the 80s starts in 83. And what we think of as the 60s starts in 63. And what we, uh, and ends for the 80s in sort of 92. Like you look at Sounds of the Lambs, you'd probably say it's an 80s movie. But anyway. Um, and so we sort of have that with The Office now as well. Um, however, what did you think of Don's apartment? Um, I, no. Pretty sad. Pretty yeah. sad and but, miserable. Uh, but I, I hear he's going to get a lovely one. He does. He has a lovely new apartment. Uh, 
Oh, matron. Um, yes, public relations with also that incredible moment, end moment of Tobacco Road and uh, Don sort of owning uh, his charisma and his swagger. Yeah. And uh, I walked in and they said, fire me. Doom, doom, doom. And we're in. Yeah. We're in for season four. Uh, what else did you cut? I also cut uh, The Rejected. Uh, I did not cut The Rejected, although the it is low. Uh, okay. What else? Um, I think what... hopefully we're more in tune today. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, this was a very, I struggled. Again, this is getting harder and harder. I think, especially the top, the top five I struggled with. Like, and so tight. Don't take me, don't take me literally. I mean, you always look down upon my, my top choices anyway, but the top five, imagine <laughs> all as one. I don't, um, I don't look down on your choices. I think it's a, it's, it's a difficult one. Um, I don't, no, I don't look down on your top choices. I think you've okay. done, you've done, and every time that it's been a major difference, I think I've come around to your way of thinking. Never completely, but uh, <laughs> yes, yes. And your third um, cut. My third cut is Christmas comes but once a year. Okay, that is again lower down my top ten, but not a cut. Um, which means that uh, yeah, I have public relations, which means that blowing smoke and hands and knees will get to in your top ten. Will, what did you have at number ten? At number ten, I had uh, Waldorf stories. Okay, that's higher up mine, so I'll okay. save on that one. At number ten, I have the chrysanthemum and the sword. Higher that's, up. That's higher up for me. Okay. Uh, oh, sorry. One minute. Let me. So at number ten, you have Waldorf stories. Well, what do you have at number nine? At number nine, I've got the summer man. Okay, again, a bit higher up, so we'll, we'll save on... We'll let it go in. Going up. Of the ladder of success. Uh, at number nine, we have one of your quotes for me, uh, which is The Rejected. So we'll discuss yes. that now. Uh, this is... Spoilers. Well, it's not really a big spoiler. Uh, nobody's really <laughs> overly excited to find out what my favourite Pete episode is. But this is my favourite Pete episode. Um, just a one of those great juxtapositions of business and the personal life in that he's got such great news with Trudy finally being pregnant after all the ter uh, turmoil that they've been through over the past couple of seasons. However, he has to let go of his father's um, account or, as he does do, turn it into something bigger. Mm. And that great moment of Tom Vogel, you son of a bitch. And, uh, and, and it's really a just a great Pete episode where... I think it's one of the first moments where Pete's conniving, but we like not necessarily like it, but don't despise him. Uh, We're sort of rooting for Pete, I feel. There yeah, certain, well, yeah. we it, it, he was almost like a cartoon character in series one. Yes. Um, and, and it established this sort of Don-Pete rivalry where mm. he, he dastardly plans and it was always foiled. But that doesn't really happen anymore now. No. And when... That sort of, and when the dynamic of that comes into things again, it's in hands and knees, which is just a knockout episode. And uh, well, I knew <laughs> it's so hard cutting. I I don't enjoy it in the slightest. Um, and as a matter of fact, I'm going to cut the chrysanthemum and the sword, and I'm going to put hands and knees at number ten. Oh, oh. 
we're watching it live, folks. It's it's happening live. Uh, not that it matters because uh, well, well, we'll see. Um, but not necessarily more importantly. Um, but this episode features um, well, Peggy having some fun. Uh, she meets Abe. Do we like do do we like Abe? Will? Yeah, he's certainly better than uh, the first guy. <laughs> I I yeah I don't like all of these funny voices that he does. <laughs> I think I think the first guy feels like Peggy Settling. Yeah. It's like all around her, she feels obviously she's a career woman and she's focused on that. But all around her is the back of her mind going. Okay, but also it is 1964. I, I, and also I, I think it's not even the fact that it's 1964. There are many career women that still want a happy relationship and a child and a marriage. Um, not necessarily a child at this point, but she certainly wants a happy relationship. And it feels like the first guy, is, it, she's settling uh, for him. Whereas Abe feels like a real nice match. And uh, he's kicking around in season five. Well, you'll be mm. glad to hear Sure. <laughs> He's a minor character. He's a minor character. But it's but it's good for Peggy. It's great for Peggy. We do like Peggy. Um this has the culmination of the Allison one night stand at Christmas. Uh Don's yes. being very businesslike, shall we say, quote unquote professional and not bringing it into the office. However, he does let the painful slip go. Look very nice today. And then in Dr. Faye's research session, Alison begins crying, along with everybody. Everybody's crying. Yeah. I do I I love a Mad Men episode when they get the two-way mirror out. It's always a, it's, it's great fun. I want to salute that. Uh, there isn't that there isn't that moment here. Did I miss anything? Um there isn't that moment this this time well, what around. A, what an episode. Great episode. episode. Five or six of series one. I can't remember. Or four, maybe four. Here's there your you basket go. of kisses. Um, basket great. of kisses. It's great. It's good. It is a good episode. Uh, Babylon, I believe that was very high on your list, actually. It was. I enjoyed that one. It's a great episode. Um, Pete, uh, sorry, it's classic Roger and Joan, which I believe you, which I presume you were rather happy with this season. Very, very happy with. <laughs> I, I'm liking. He's he's winning her back slowly. Slowly uh, but surely. Yes. We, right. All we need now is her husband to die. In Vietnam. <laughs> um, well, yes, there's a baby on the way. There is, but whose is it? It's my question. Well, it's Rogers. They had sex. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's Rogers. Yeah. <laughs> there's no twist. Is, it, is, it, is that the car baby? The car baby. The back of the the back of the alley baby. Oh yeah. Mm. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> um, the yeah, the heat of the moment mugging yeah. baby. Whoa, we'll get to that. Oh, what a great moment. What a great season. Um, where are we in the rejected? Oh, yeah. And then Alison finally whoosh, throws the golden throws the cigarette holder and smashes everything. And Don has a drink. He's been trying to cut down at this point. Uh, not succeeding, uh, but he's been cutting down a little bit. Um, all in all, a lovely episode. Also, this has one of the weird, not weirder, but... <laughs> One of the most jarring conclusions, I think, which is Don in his apartment and the old couple. And did you get the pears? Did you get the pears? Did you get the pears? I'll tell. I'll tell you inside. And it's 
very jarring because um, usually there are these beautiful poetic, not well, not not always poetic, but these beautiful significant moments that close an episode, and it and it feels. I guess it's well, no, I guess in many ways it's the perfect kepper because it's reminding Don that well, this is the thing. When you are in a single relationship when you're 40 and you're looking for a relationship, the biggest thing for you is that dread of dying alone. And I think this is something that we all experience actually. Um and it many in many ways keeps some relationships going for longer than they should, perhaps. Because uh Nobody wants to die alone. Loneliness is the biggest fear in the world. And that is, of course, imperative to the show. Yeah, it's pretty sad. <laughs> yeah, it's got dark. We watched him. Um, I showed everybody Godfather and Godfather Part 2 back to back the other day. And uh, by the end of Godfather Part 2, everybody was just devastated. They're just like, oh, why couldn't he be nicer? And I said, no, because he's, he's got to run a business. And he goes, oh, Fredo. Poor Fredo. <laughs> but also, I was really tossing a turn between, is it poor Michael? And I don't know. Um, and that's that. Um, Will, what did you have at number eight? At number eight, I've got the chrysanthemum and the sword. Okay, so now that is one of my cuts. Um, yes, this is a delightful business episode, business-focused. Uh, well, they're all business-focused. <laughs> Um, but uh, this is the uh, arrival of the Japanese. And every, at the start, we're thinking, oh, great, yeah, car. And then we remember, it's only been 15, 19 years. Six, this is 65. So, yeah, 20 years since yeah. uh, Pearl Harbor. And there's still racist attitudes today. So there is an awful lot more. And it's in many ways, societally accepted because the war was such a devastating thing. And uh, obviously, for Roger, it, it's... Yeah, Roger goes full-on Roger mode. He does. Uh, not delightful, charming Roger, full-blown racist. Still witty, but uh, deeply... He's always got that going for him. <laughs> but deeply racist in his wit. And, um, yeah, he, he just verbally abuses them and nearly they lose the account don manages to save the account but um yeah it's it's and i think again it could just have been a moment to roger could have been very surface level in his racism and it's it's never acceptable there's no justifying it but in his moment later with joan and he starts talking about the people that he knew and obviously he's he's completely blinded to the fact that these four men obviously weren't the kamikaze pilots yeah. but for him it signifies death a loss of innocence as it did for that entire generation and uh, that is something that roger and don always relate on is their their war experiences mm. uh roger in world war ii and, and don in korea. korea indeed the korean war uh well what what did you like about this episode uh there, there was a moment i always love an interpreted gag I, I, uh, the the Catherine Tate one. I mean, that's really not aged well. What's the Catherine, think, the Catherine Tate gag? Um, no, I don't know. Oh, I, I there's just um, I think she's an Indi the British interpreter rep, and she has to repeat. It's very Gen uh, Italian. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but however, the joke this time round isn't that Gen's stupid. 
It's just that languages are funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's not aged very well. Are um, you talking but, about... Um, go on, go on. What are you, are you, I, oh, I can't, I can't um, remember what they said, but it's that bit where, yeah, I, I think... I think They're not very I mean. subtle, are they? Yeah. No, they are not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Great, uh, great, great joke. Guy. <laughs> that was my favourite part of the episode. It's it's a great great episode, um, and yeah, we we have also the introduction of Ted Shaw, this yeah. bit of a bit of a scum, scummy guy. Um, we're used we're used to rivals within Sterling Cooper Trophy Prize. However, now it's they're just fighting to stick around, and uh, although you know, in the good news when Lane's there. Uh, when it's just Lane and Don on their wonderful day out, um, which will certainly be appearing higher up this list. Uh, but um, Lane says, you know, oh, it's Lane. too early to say, but it's been a good year. That's a, a good impression. Thank you. And to, and that's where we start with episode three. Or I think it's three. Yeah, yeah, episode three. And we're like, great. This is going to do well. And then by the end, we are like, we are... Cutting people loose. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the the firing montage and trust in me. And it's just like these people that we've never seen and they just yeah. have to be cut. And um, so it's a pretty, and we are ending on, yeah, a moment of will SCD, S, Sterling Cooper Draper Price. Uh, see, I find Sterling Cooper Draper Price easier to say than SCD. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, do, we, do we get more of this? Uh, this nemesis, Ted Shaw. Oh, Ted yeah. Shaw sticks around. Yeah, oh, Ted great. Shaw sticks around. He, he, uh, the only th- comparison I've got it, it's less of a proper rivalry, and it's it's more schoolboy on the phone, ha ha, mm. which is very reminiscent for me of sort of Father Ted versus Father Dick Byrne. <laughs> um, it's great. It's great stuff. Well, we have a literal kid on the phone with his Bobby Kennedy uh, reaction <laughs> to the letter. It got me. It, it got me. <laughs> it, it, I forgot to, and I and it got me, and I thought, surely they could have hired somebody better. <laughs> Do a better voice. Better Bobby Kennedy. Mr. Draper, da, 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 da. Because <laughs> he's doing that, da, da, da. It's yeah. a great, da, 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 hear from you. And um, it, great moment, great moment. Why I quit smoking. Incredible. Oh, ooh, wait till we get there. Yeah, I, I, I like how... Uh, Don's become a writer, which I think you you especially enjoy. <laughs> I literally watched some of that again, and I went on Amazon and I was like, "Do I buy a journal?" And then I was like, "I just always think of content. Maybe this isn't good for my mental health, but I just think instead of writing down my feelings, I could write another article for the blog." <laughs> Which might not be healthy, yeah. uh, but it's keeping I, I, me going. Yeah, but ju- I mean, just to, to to sidetrack about sort of uh, with it with his journal, I like the parallel of um, him joking about Roger's memoir, and then yeah. him, him in doing so taking it himself very seriously, almost as sort of therapy in a way. Yeah, it's and also it's, I mean, we get some moments of voiceover, like the we heard the letter famously. You know, you'll be. You'll be uh, with somebody again soon, but I'll, without you, I'll be alone forever. Which is wrong, but uh, it felt very, very right in the moment. Um, however, yeah, again, however, it also feels as much as Don's getting into it, 
the afterglow of the suitcase sort of come to realization fades pretty quickly. You know, he's, you know, you need to cut down drinking. And he's just watching everybody drink and then he drinks again. It, it, it barely lasts an episode. And, that, and that's, that's what I love. That's what I love. Um, where are we? Um, just, are we just doing chrysanthemums? Oh, yes. We haven't talked about the namesake of the episode. Um, Don's incredible trickery uh, of making them think they're shooting an, an, an ad and then uh, coming in and we like rules. And uh, again, it, it, it's a nice return to sort of wily Dom and very clever Dom. Because as much as we like, sorry, not enjoy, but as much as we um, are invested in his emotional journey, we also like to see him win uh, mm. in the ad world. And the final element of this episode is uh, Sally's um, being put into therapy because yes. for, whether it's the divorce or whether it's her own general emotions, uh, it's of the divorce obviously hasn't helped, or whether it's just her relationship with her mother, um, she cuts the hair uh, yep. with Don's lovely neighbour. And then also later on in the episode, she obviously uh, is touching herself on the TV. Not on the TV. On the <laughs> <laughs> she's touching herself to the images on the TV. And uh, she's placed into therapy. Um, yes. Is, was, was this normal back then? Or, or is this therapy? just Betty? Like child therapy for, for just experiencing normal puberty? I mean... Or is this just Betty being controlling I think, Betty? I think it's the fact that it's in front of the girl. Because they never... Because the story that the mother says isn't she was asleep on the couch because because in many ways that doesn't matter um however yeah i think it's the element that she's doing it in front of people and it's been three times boosted by the cutting of the hair yeah and everything else um yeah and 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 she goes but i think again well betty this is the thing betty throws it away she says i know that people do it and i but they get over it. Stick stick to your lane impression. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my impression of Betty is just a middle-aged Yorkshire woman. <laughs> I'll work on him. I'll work on him. Um, it's been a good year. Uh, right, okay. I can just say it's been a good year. Uh, that was your number eight. That was Chrysanthemum. Um, which is just fun to say. Um I love when Don reads as well. Don's a big reader, <laughs> uh, which is enjoyable. My number eight is Chinese Wall. Oh, okay. I've got that. Higher. Uh, a, a, a bit higher. A bit higher. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll get there when we get there. Um, which means that we get come to my number seven, which is one of your... Was it one of your cuts? Uh, well, what is it? Christmas comes, uh, but once yeah, a year. I, I cut that. Just, it's my 11. My 11. Yeah. Um, I love Christmas, and I love a big Christmas party. And uh, this gives me exactly that. And also, it's a bit of fun. It, it, it's a bit of a fun episode. And also, I'm quite surprised, Will, 
because this was the return of your famous favourite, Glenn Bishop. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, well, I, I've, I've picked other Glenn episodes higher up. Good. Um, yeah. I mean, to, to jump the gun, my favourite line of this entire series is Betty saying, I know Glenn better than you do. <laughs> 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 Yes, um, <laughs> and the firing of Carla, <sighs> Betty. Um, but yes, I know Glenn better than you. I could watch, maybe not an entire <laughs> season, but oh, can't that relationship? We'll get to it. Uh, but Christmas, yes. Uh, as, as as much as Sally and Glenn's uh, subplot is rather nice, uh, this is all about the Christmas party and uh, the joy of that. And it also is a nice introduction to, well, not introduction, we met her in the first two episodes, uh, sorry, in the first episode, uh, but it's a nice introduction to the Don-Dr. Faye relationship, um, yes. which, which, as you talked about, as a negative against Megan, uh, is rather believable and fleshed out, and we spend time with it. And uh, this is the start of it, and obviously she nails her own coffin, uh, don't worry, you'll be married before the end of the year. What? Oh, I d didn't realise people, I always forget people don't like to think that they're a type. Uh, and obviously, whether right or wrong, uh, well, no, she is right, uh, but uh, yeah, but she's pretty annoyed about that in the long run. Poor Dr. Faye, we'll get to it in tomorrow on. Um, and yes, and Peggy losing, well, no, not losing a virginity, obviously. But um, losing a virginity to Mark, and uh, again, product of the time, she has to tell Mark that it's her first time, and uh, this is the, sort of the first time she's had sex since her, her affair with Duck. I think it's a symptom of her not being sure about Mark more than anything, because we're yeah. not sure about him. No. <laughs> <laughs> At least I'm not. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I, I say exactly what, what, yeah. And also it's a great, well, we're talking about the Christmas party. I love seeing Joan take control. I love Joan being on top and running things like the tight ship that she can do. And um, the whole thing of Lane wanting to cut down the Christmas party and there's with, you know, a couple of drinks here and a couple of drinks there. And they've, they've cut down the lunch. However, with Lee Garner Jr., they need a real party, and Joan, I, I'll allow the women, I'll allow everybody a plus one, even the women. And um, also, another get, oh, sorry, go on. Oh, sorry, we get a bit of conga. Where, we where do, she's she's leading the conga, she's leading oh, the conga, and great. Megan's there. And um, Megan, oh, what should I talk about first? I'll talk about this. Will, you have heard that piece of music an awful lot, it's called Christmas Conga, and it's on my quiz playlist. And you've heard that multiple times, you didn't know it. Did, did. Do, 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 do. Um, and Trudy's having the time of her life. Love, oh, love Trudy. Love Trudy. What a woman. Uh, Alison Brie, delightful. Pete and Trudy all the way. Um, but um, what was I going to say? Oh, yes. Welcome to everybody's favourite segment. Tom talks about his ex again. So when <laughs> uh, my ex first watched, because obviously one of the great things about this series is that Megan's there all along. And it's in, it's great on rewatch as well 
to see a pop of, oh, that's Megan, oh, that's Megan. And uh, she's put in the in the limelight just enough, but just as much as any of the others. As, I, I pres- as it's not come up yet, but I presume that you didn't spot her and go, oh, she's in it a bit much. She's going to be a love interest. No. Yeah. Even even her whole, you know, <laughs> taking, uh, taking uh, young Sally on yeah. Beautiful Girls, which is an incredible episode, um, higher up my list. Um, and you... It's just a great, and that's another illuminating moment for Dom. Because as much as it's about him, I think he, the fact that Megan gets along so well with the children is a big plus. Um, and she does obviously do that. Uh, so yeah. Uh, yeah, so my ex, um, she she watched the Beautiful Girls episode, and she said, um, and then there was that girl that uh, the the secretary that helps Sally. And I couldn't say, oh, do you mean Megan? The <laughs> and I said, oh, oh, the the tall one, um, the 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 tall, the the tall brunette one. And then as soon as she watched Tomorrowland, she thanked me. She said, very you did very good. You did very good hiding Megan. And so did Hugh Laurie. Hiding Megan? Hugh Laurie. I was making a Tomorrowland joke. George Clooney. Oh yeah. God. Great movie! I adore that movie. You adore, I adore. That the first time I watched strong. it, it was it must have been a Sunday. Um, people mowing the lawn, roast dinner in the oven. Tomorrowland. Oh, what's this? Oh, I love it. Looks it's BBC, BBC Two. Can't be that. That'd be good. <laughs> <laughs> Disney. Oh, I've not heard of this. Amazing. Love it. Mm. Yummy. It's your Brad Bird. It. It is. It just must be Brad Bird. <laughs> Um, that's that's my number seven. That's Christmas comes but once a year. Will, what's your number seven? My number seven is, of oh. course, The Summer Man. Okay, so that was... My, I had that down as number nine. So what have I got wrong here? Um, no, sorry. It's my I'm number not, six. Yeah. I've I'm got it here down as your number nine things. and your number seven. Oh, dear. Right. I've, I've got some... some um, List list mine. I've got here that your number 10 is Waldorf Stories, your number 9 is The Summer Man, your number 8 is Chrysanthemum, and your number 7 is The Summer Man. Ah, okay. Yep. I, I've put the same numbering twice. What I meant Ooh. to say was my number 7 is Hands and Knees. Okay, so let's talk about Hands and Knees, which I moved to 10, uh, was originally cut. However, for me, uh, uh, however... I think I underestimated how. Well, because for the most part, we forgot a little bit about Dick Whitman. Mm. And uh, I mean, it's always there. Oh, this is a great episode. See, this is my see, this is my thing. When you, you're talking about how the top five are interchangeable. For me, I'll be honest, I think the top 10 are interchangeable. I mean, you've got my top two are pretty solid. Top three. I think I'm top four, top five. <laughs> Literally, I think there is just an extreme quality and calibre to every one of these episodes now. And I guess you could, I guess you, you know, have your fa- favourites more so, but I really do think that there is just a consistency of excellence that is unparalleled almost in, in modern television, in television full stop. Um, 
hands and knees. So the imper so we've got the two major plot ha and this is the Megan bed going it's a lane episode as well. It's it's, it's lane episode. Great. It's a, you're going to move it higher, aren't you? You're going to agree with me here. No, but it, when it when higher. it comes to the both ranking, I'll I'll find a place for it. Um, well, it does have two of your favourite. It, it does have two of your absolute favourite things, uh, which is Roger and Lane, and on top of that, you've got an incredible uh, moment um, with. Uh, Sorry, an incredible Don subplot as well with the return of the element of Dick Whitman and the fear about that. Um, what should we start with? Let's start with Don and, well, great opening. Do you think your friends will be jealous when you tell them you're going to see the Beatles? Yes, great. I made the same noise. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, and an incredible Beatles capper, which we won't discuss here. Uh, because that may be higher up on another ranking, which we'll get to momentarily. Um, yeah, well, yeah, we're good. Oh, well, she's very happy. I love Betty's reaction when she just screams. What, what, what's going on? <laughs> um, however, more importantly, this is a major, there is another scene with Don and Betty on the phone, which is the uh, FBI coming to see Betty, sorry, the Department of Defense coming to see Betty because they need to do a securities check on Don uh, because obviously uh, they have this airline account from back in season two uh, when they went to the airport convention and uh, it needs a securities check. Don cannot put down about his history because it's entirely fake and he could be found to be a uh, retreater. Not retreater, yeah. deserter, retreater, Jesus Christ, a deserter. Um, and Pete sort of is a bit naive about it at first, and he goes, you know, people people won't care anymore, you know, it's been, the, you know, but it's only been 20 years or so. So I don't know what the statute of limitations is on desertion. Um, and we have that incredible scene of them on the phone and then halfway through realising, what if the phone's tapped? And Yeah, and that, that's where he suddenly goes... Oh, no, no, don't worry. It's, yeah. It's fine. Yeah. There's nothing to be right. worried about. And it ends with, Betty, thank you. Uh, because they obviously did have a 10-year marriage and it was there was lots of love there and uh, trust. And I never, as much as we could rail on Betty, um, there's not a single moment of me that thinks she'd give him up. Oh, no, she wouldn't do that. No. It's too important again, and that shows the importance. I think if it was anything, maybe a little bit less important, maybe Betty would do it as a fuck you. Um, but I, th this it just shows the level of uh, yeah. Also, for for me, a shock was the fact that it was just simply um, a mistake done by a secretary. I thought yeah. it was going to be um, what's he called? The, the new lover boy. Oh, Pete, Pete, or the new lover boy who works. Uh, oh, St uh, Joey, uh, Stan. No, um, Betty's new husband. Oh, Henry. Sorry, yeah. yeah I thought he's either. He is Pete in the government. You are right. He is in the yeah. government, isn't he? Well, that's a, that's a question. Do you think Henry knows? Uh, no. I was going to say I don't know if Henry does know about Dick. I don't think he does, and um, I don't think he, if he did, that or. If he didn't know and he just suspected something, I don't think he'd, he'd 
take the time to try and pursue it. I don't think he's that fussed. Henry Francis is a good and honest man. We don't like him because we love Don, but uh, <laughs> yeah. we like, for the most part, and, and the, come the end of Tomorrowland, you feel for him. Uh, <laughs> he gets what he wants. He, he, he just wants to move house. That's all he wants to do. That's all he, wants. he does just want to move house. Um, oh, incredible scene. Uh, and a little bit in this episode is, of course, uh, Joan, well, well, we think going to get her abortion. Uh, she doesn't go yeah. through with it. Uh, that incredible scene with the mother and the mother saying to her, how old's your daughter? And because there's no way that a uh, late 30s, are they on the late 30s, do you think? I, I can't remember. I can't remember either. But like, there's no way that a woman of Joan's age would be getting an abortion. Um and you know her daughter's clearly in the other room, and that's the moment. I, 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 I don't know if it is that exact moment. Uh, and then we see her on the bus, and we later find out that she was uh, going to see Greg in base camp uh, yes. because they need to have sex because he's a doctor yeah. and he can add. Uh, so <laughs> they need to have sex immediately. I mean, to be honest, by, by the sounds of. Uh... It sounds like he can't add uh, the way that his, his doctoring profession is going. He's a terrible doctor. Uh, well, he's, he's just a bad, to add insult to injury of him being a rapist bastard. He is also a terrible, terrible doctor. And yeah, but also realistic as well, because I think there's a lovely, again, we don't want him to be nice. We don't want him to be charming, but there's that great moment uh, where he's sewing her up after she cuts her finger, yeah. and um, he's and charming she cries because she she's, cries. he's being so nice. And you go, yeah, there is something there. I, you know, he's a nice enough guy. Uh, when we forget about everything else about him, uh, which is hard to do and impossible to do. Lane's dad comes to visit. <laughs> oh, I I love the scene at the restaurant. Great. That's great. The play by body. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's just it's Don's face throughout. Going. Mm. Yeah. Can you can you uh, would you like to come to dinner with me and my father? Uh, I'll have to see what my schedule is. I'd consider it a personal favour. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, would you take your dad to a Playboy restaurant? I guess they're not nude. I um, guess they're just doing the. I guess they've just got the bunny outfits. <laughs> oh God. Uh, yeah, I guess, uh, yeah, the bunny. And, uh, and that's also where we meet um, a certain Playboy bunny who it turns yes. out Lane's been with. And it also brings in that thing of uh, British relationship with race, you know. Yes. Us, you know, the, I think it was in the war uh, when the Americans were coming over. And so many of them were just so surprised. Uh, obviously, I'm not making out as if England's a utopia for uh, minorities. But um, the Americans were just so surprised by how unsegregated things were. Um, and uh, we sort of have a thing of that here where uh, he sees nothing wrong uh, with an interracial relationship, which is quite... Um, the only other time we've seen that is with Paul in the second season. And even there, Joan immediately jumps to it either being Paul fetishizing her and wanting to be different, um, yeah, well, that, that wanting to be different. Mm. Um, 
So what, what but, but, and then the father, I mean, Jesus Christ, with that cane. Someone felt really sad. Poor no, Lane. No one hits a vein. <laughs> it's just terrible for him. Um, and then uh, we also have in this episode Roger uh, and Lee Garner firing him. Yes. Oof. <laughs> uh, just a real bad innings for Roger. Yeah. Don't in, like Lee Garner. Uh, we don't like him. We don't like Lee Garner no. at all. I mean, no. Gets rid of Sal. He nearly cripples this company. Ugh. Does the Chris? We have to throw the I, Christmas parts for him. I hope we get more of Lee Garner, but he he gets hurt. <laughs> He's come up and get Lane's dad on him with the cane. <laughs> um, yeah, and Roger has nowhere to go. But this episode yeah. ends with him still not admitting it. Uh, he never admits it, as we find out in the next episode. He does the fake call in front of them live. Um, just an incredible moment. But, um, yeah, and he snaps at Pete because Pete's had to turn down uh, the aviation company because he's been uh, loyal to Dom. And Roger snaps and everybody goes, wait a minute. Oh, and this is our first fuck. Is it? Yeah. Roger's, because you fucked up. Yeah, uh, that's... um... American telly people don't like that, do they? They don't like that. And it's no. that classic thing of season uh, shows only being able to use it when they've got enough cleft. I, yeah. I also think that in Mad Men's case, it's a matter of um, the time as well. Um, like, as I, I, I think I mentioned earlier on, there's a moment like, there's a moment in a couple of seasons where like one of the younger kids says it, right, really nonchalantly. And Don goes, what are you? Stop, what are you swearing for? Um, however, I always think of, oh, no, have you seen Breaking Bad? No, but let's do it. No, 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 it's too good. You, It's like a plot point. So anyway, uh, all you Breaking Bad people know what I'm talking about. Ted. Um, Roger and Joan, peak Roger and Joan for you here. Yes. Do you think what's happening season five, Roger and Joan wise? They're gonna get an apartment. They're gonna, it's going to be wonderful. We don't get much Jane this season, actually. We don't. We, we, get, get... we only get her with the memoirs. Mm-hmm. That's, that's all I remember, anyway. That's it. Yeah. And um, I don't know whether there was a scheduling conflict. However, I think as a point of, as we watch it now as a product that it is now, I think it allows us to sort of fall in love with Roger and Joan again and never have, because we don't like Greg. Oh, but... I've always been there. Oh no, we've all we all have been there. But um, and it's not that we really like Jane, but um, you know Jane's not a rapist, so there are we would be sad for Jane because she's been brought in and she's gone with all of this, gone along with all of this, and now she's going to get kicked to the curb, um, possibly in this Roger Joan uh, situation. I'm I'm looking. Yeah, I would like there to be. I, I hope. I'm going to re- remove what I said earlier uh, about me wanting Greg to get hurt because that's not very nice. Um, <laughs> but I hope there's a, a confrontation between them both. Oh, between Roger that's, and Greg. That, yeah, that'd be fun. Just like your confrontation you wanted between Pete and the priest. <laughs> it could still happen. It could still happen. That is true. 
my number seven was Christmas Comes With Once A Year. Your number seven was Hands and Knees. My number six is The Summer Man. Your number nine is The Summer Man. Yes. Uh, this is the narration episode. This, this is, is his journal. The best opening for me, all of the episodes. Swimming. Hmm. Swimming I mean, and then... And the then, happy music and him do, coming out the do, hotel. Do, do, do. I mean, like walking if, down if, the street. If there was ever a moment of pure, absolute, unaffected, undiluted, adrenaline shot of charisma, it would be Don Draper coming out of a swimming bath, <laughs> holding his his jacket, lighting his cig. He's got his glasses on. I can't get no satisfaction. Blasting. Yeah. And it's just perfect. And also, uh, I sort of mentioned the sort of whoa way of the suitcase in that the suitcase ends and we sort of feel, okay, Don's, Don's a bit of a new man. He, f- he feels like something's been purged, not just his meal. And um, that terrible Greek sandwich <laughs> that he's eating. Um, something's been, you know, something's been gotten rid of. And uh, obviously the, the reality of the episode is that you know, he's back to it very soon um, mm. with the coffee. Um, he's well, no, not with the coffee. With can I have some more coffee, please? And uh, Ida, Ida Blankenship, we will get to momentarily. Um, but also, as, as much as this is Don's episode, uh, this is Joan's episode because this is yeah. the relationship of Joan and Joey. Well, relationship, uh, Joey's rape comment which leads to Joan trying to get him fired Uh and Don batting it off with boys will be boys. And, uh, and then finally Peggy uh, coming to Don saying, I want him fired, then do it. And just when you think there's going to be a real moment between Peggy and Joan, which you do get in Tomorrowland. Yeah. Just when you think there's going to be a major moment of, um, Friends, sisters are doing it for themselves or whatever. Joan goes, "No, I can defend myself. All you've proven to them is that I'm what is a humorless bitch, and you're another shrew, shrewd or whatever." And it's, it's, it's cruel and it's realistic and it's bitter and it's uh, brutal. Um, never liked Joey. Did you like Joey? No. What do you think of Stan? I mean, he's a, he's a bit, you know, he's repugnant in his in his attitudes, and but the summit there isn't there. Is it like a? Is there's something a bit charming about him? He's definitely better than Joey. Is is Stan the guy that that locks them in the room? Uh, Stan's the guy that they they go nude with on Waldorf stories, and uh, oh. the new guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> um, just, just one. Get Pete back. Get get Peggy and Pete together. <laughs> get Peggy and Pete together. Um, lovely bit of uh, narration. Uh, talking about Bethany Van Nuys, who we haven't talked about. Are you a Pitch Perfect fan, Will? Uh, I am a Pitch Perfect fan. And that's exactly what I said. No, no, I'm a Pitch Perfect fan. Um, no, I said I'm not. She's from Pitch Perfect. She is, there yeah. you go. She, yeah. Bethany Van Eyes. Uh, so this is, they've not done any sex or anything. Uh, however, seeing Betty, 
uh, Bethany yeah. suddenly feels superior and um, performs an act of fellatio in the back of, in the back of a cab. Yes. Uh, and then, obviously, obviously, Don enjoys it. Uh, however, he <laughs> <laughs> naturally, but um, and then his in his narration is like, yeah, she's so young and it's miserable. It's just miserable. Yeah. And Betty's um, not happy. Oh, Betty's not happy. Great bit of Betty stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, she gets, I need a drink. You can't say you need a drink, Betty. Um, which is Henry. Again, we feel for Henry. Um, and however, uh, however, also this episode, we also have the culmination, or, or at least the proper beginning of him and Dr. Faye. And yeah. uh, he doesn't have sex with her. I'm just going to take you to your door. Uh, why do you think he does that? Um, Try and make this more than just a one-night stand? Uh, maybe he's just not feeling it. You don't have to consummate. No, but that's a pretty hot and heavy kiss. And, like, he's not had sex in a while. He's been... He had to use a call girl. A sex addiction. It does have a libido. I don't know. I, I think, don't I think, know. I think he's just trying to say, I don't he's want this to just to be, be sex. He's trying to be a changed man. I think, yeah. I think he sees her as... Because we sort of forget about Dr. Faye, because obviously Megan's on the scene, but I think he really... I think he wants to make that one work. He thinks. I think he sees a suitable bachelorette uh, that could work. Um, and be a nice solid relationship and the final fuck you uh, to Henry or Betty or whoever it is of uh, coming to Jean's birthday party and horrible bit of voiceover that but that man thinks that Henry's his father yeah and uh, obviously he would you know he was wow I can't remember yeah. the line but he was he was born into a cruel world that, you know, he was bought out of desperation. And, uh, yeah, I do... Little baby Jean hasn't had the best go of things. Um, that's, uh, that's your number... Sorry, that's my number six. That's your number nine. Uh, Will, what's your number six? Uh, my number six is... Oh, oh, here we go. You like this. Oh. My number six is... Good news. The good news. The good news. That's higher for me. Um, so we will oh, discuss okay. that. We've okay. still not had any locks. Have we had a single lock in any of these episodes? What, in this series? No, in like any of we, them. We had one last time. I can't remember about the other two times. Mm. Um, you really threw me off without a town. I thought shut the door and never see it would have been a complete lock. Well, oh, here we are. Um, this is as good a time as any to uh, talk about our little subcategories that we do. Um, season standout. We talked about Faye. We've talked about Megan, who we haven't talked about. And I think is, I mean, you may have somebody else, but I think is almost the unequivocal season standout uh, who we'll talk about more when we get to Beautiful Girls is Ida Blankenship. Um, the absolutely delightful uh, middle secretary of season four, uh, who dies um, rather brutally. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, I, like, I like Roger's comment. Oh no, it was it, no, it, it must have been um, Don's voice. Yeah, I would have asked her to do it, except so she's, she's dead. dead. <laughs> I would yeah. ask my secretary to do it, but she's dead. Yeah, is an iconic moment. The the farce element of the of the back half of beautiful. I love beautiful girls. We'll get to beautiful girls. Um, I love beautiful girls. I love beautiful girls. <laughs> um, but Ida Blankenship is terrific. It's tr- and also the the unspoken thing between Don and Joan of. You're not gonna fuck her, are you? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. And uh, I think Don even says it. He's like, "She's exactly the secretary I needed right now." And uh, and then also, we I love that we're with Ida so long, and the way that Ida uh, exits is so abrupt that we don't even notice that a yeah. beautiful model is now back in the secretary chair, and also. Dr. Faye has been going so well. We don't even notice. Mm. Um, uh, love Ida. Um, best Don episode. I've got, uh, I like I like Waldorf stories. I love the suitcase, obviously. Um, Will, best Don? I, I think I've gone the suitcase for best yeah. Don. Um, and pe- with Peggy as well. Peggy's, well yeah, Peggy's suitcase. Uh, Betty, I've got a bit of hands and knees and also a bit of Tomorrowland because I've got a bit of a... Betty tomorrow I've got theory. blowing smoke mm, for, for Betty. Uh, Roger, uh, with, I've got Chris. Oh, sorry, sorry, go on. With the whole banning thing. Mm, or is that is that Tomorrowland? Banning? The dinner table. Where where Sally walks off because she, uh, she says, oh, you, with the whole, you can't see um, Glenn anymore. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, and then she stands off, yeah. That's, I, I think, think that's, that's blowing smoke. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Blame right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then Roger with Chris. I've gone chrysanthemum and the sword or hands and knees. Uh, for Roger, I've gone chrysanthemum and the sword. Mm. Pete, I've gone for the rejected, which we talked about earlier. Yeah. And for Joan, I've gone for the summer man or beautiful girls. I've gone beautiful girls. Beautiful girls. Um, let's talk about some closing song moments. I have a ranking. I've ranked all seven. Um, yeah. Just a mini ranking. Um, I'll I'll do my top, my bottom four, and then we'll see okay. what yours, because I presume you haven't ranked all seven. Uh, number seven, I have welcome no, no, to, no, no. Uh, Number seven, I have welcome to my world. Beautiful closing of, um, uh, beautiful closing with him in, with Dr. Face, uh, waited for him. Uh, number six, I saw Mummy kissing Santa Claus. Not necessarily a, a, a perfectly apt choice, not necessarily a um, uh, story-based choice. However, a great song to close out our Christmas episode. Uh, Trust in me, uh, we've done welcoming in somebody else to be fired. Brutal. Uh, number four, Ladder of Success, Skeeter Davis. Incredible choice for the closing of Waldorf Stories, which we'll get to momentarily, as it is my five. Uh Will, what's yours? Have I said it already, or is it in my top three? Uh, you've said it. I, I just went for I Saw Mummy Kissing Santa Claus just because oh. it's it made me feel very happy. I Christmas went, oh, is great. It's one of those Christmas songs that's timeless, uh, but gives you that it's a, it's a nostalgic, cosy Christmas song mm. that that isn't overplayed either, and it, it's one that you hear and you go, hmm, Christmas. Hmm. These are the only Christmas episodes I ever watch, not in December slash late November. I can, yeah, I can understand that. Because you have to watch Christmas them. episodes. 
Well, no, they are big. Like that's a oh, big yeah, Christmas. Yeah. Well, no, sorry, not Christmas. Yeah, when I say Christmas episodes, I mean the other Christmas episodes in season six. Yeah. But um, uh, yeah, like I, because I, it is, it do, you do get that weird feeling of oh, it's March. I shouldn't be watching this. Um, at number three, I have Tobacco Road, that incredible fire me moment. Uh, number two, I have Bleecker Street closing out the suitcase. Um, yeah. Cannot beat Simon and Garfunkel. However, you can beat Simon and Garfunkel. No, you can't. Sorry? I, I, I was just agreeing. No, you can't. Oh, um, however, you can this time around uh, because I've gone for the oh. Santo and Johnny instrumental version of Do You Want to Know a Secret, uh, which plays over Don taking a good look at Megan and going, Oh, she's there now. It's not Ida. And yeah. uh, leading us perfectly into uh, our next episode because they may get up to something on that sofa. I've um, got an honourable mention. It's shoot. not a closing song, but I have, okay. I have put I Can't Get No Satisfaction. Can't be it. It is maybe the most iconic. Um, it, it It's one of those things where he picks the hit. There's a... There's a song later on that I know you love, where he picks the hit. Um, you, yeah, you're gonna miss the blue sky. No, that's seventy-two. <laughs> that's the date. We don't get that far. We end in sixty-nine, unfortunately. Well, sorry to break it to you. Um, it is weird to think, though, that like spoilers, Don survives, and um, it is weird to think that like Don Draper will be alive in nineteen eighty-five. At least, I'd l- I, yeah. I wouldn't love to see, but I would love to. If it's as well written, as well directed, and as well acted as this, which of course it would be, I feel I'd love I'd love five more seasons in the eighties and then the nineties, um, just with these characters. <laughs> keep going, just, keep, just yeah. never end. Um, oh, and that's the end of our uh, little rundowns. Yes, it is. It is indeed. My number five is Waldorf Stories, uh, which you had. At number 10, so uh, I don't know where it'll it land on the final ranking. I thought you'd, I thought this would be a knockout for you, I, I have to say. Um, it just has so much going for it that I feel is in your wheelhouse. So what we haven't talked about is that Sterling Cooper Driver Price is on some level of goodwill because of Don's great Gloco ad, which is a really good ad. It's a really clever ad with the cowboy mm. and uh, the kid. Uh, as the season goes on, we find out maybe Peggy had more to do with it than we than we originally find out. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, wonderful, just a great ad, and you know that it's it's good. You can tell. Yeah. Uh, so that works. And here we have the Cleos, and uh, we get drunk. Um, we see poor duck. Well, not even poor duck, just drunk duck. Yeah. Just sad. Yeah, getting kicked out. Getting Fun. kicked out. Here's a question, Will. How did you feel oh. about... So, they're, an, they're about to announce Don for the Clio. Roger takes Joan's hand. Don takes Joan's hand. Don wins... Don kisses Joan fully on the lips. It's never mentioned again. What do you think of that? Uh, I think the better question is, what did, what did Roger think of that? He doesn't know. 
Although he was right there, but it was just like a celebratory thing. Um, I mean, yeah. (laughs) Don't don't know why he did it. Um, Yeah. There's another great, like, uh, Don Joan moment, which we'll get to in season five. Great, great scene. Um, I am... Oh, sorry. No, my, I was going to say my my favourite part of this episode is is um, Danny. Or the most memorable bit for me is what? Danny. Yeah. I was going to say Don getting really drunk doing the cereal pitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The payoff, off. the payoff of Danny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 The payoff of um, the, <laughs> the cure for the common just keeps cereal. Naming things. No, 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 no. We can do this. No, no. We can do this here. (laughs) It's just, it just never crosses your mind. It's just an incredible setup of Roger going, let's go for a lap. And then cheering them on. Yeah. (laughs) And then cereal. Big bowl, little kid. Big bowl, little kid. (laughs) And and then, ah, I like the picture, right? Don't know about the tagline. You go, Oh, well, I'm sure that we can come up with a new idea soon. No, 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 we can do it here. And his hair is just messy <laughs> yeah. enough. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, it's great. It's great. And then that moment of cure for the common breakfast, and Peggy snaps and notices immediately. Um, excellent, because all of this is um, juxtaposed with younger Don meeting young Roger for the first time. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. uh, again, incredible makeup effects, incredible performance. You never second guess it. It's just, it's just so happy. He's like, "Hello, yeah. Roger. I'd really like to go for a drink." And Roger just doesn't care. Yeah. It's great. And um, again, I talk about watching Godfather back to back with Godfather Part Two, and like by the end of it, I just said to everybody, "I said, can you imagine if we watched the wedding again now?" And <laughs> just seeing everybody so happy, and it, it's like that weird thing of. Every time we go, you were on about it with the Anna scene and just how young they all look in that first season as well. Like you, you, when you go back, it's it's startling. Um, great, 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 great stuff. Oh God, what an incredible, this is the best show ever made. You've got to come around to that eventually. Maybe, maybe one day. I'm currently enjoying Paradise PD on Netflix. That's great. Is it as good as Mad Men? Is it as... It's definitely as watch... Well, I'm not, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing I can't do this. Um, carry on. Carry on. Carry on. Continue. <laughs> um, also in this, we have, yeah, the, the moment of... Um, pardon me. Of uh, Don's drinking getting to the point where he's like blacking out for days at a time. Yeah. And uh, obviously that comes to a head uh, with... Peggy coming to him and saying, you were drunk and you said, Danny's pay line, we need to pay him or hire him, uh, which obviously is an incredible payoff because now we find out that Don didn't necessarily get the job because he's a great ad man. He got the job because he got Roger drunk <laughs> and uh, the welcome on board and then up, up, up the ladder of success. Uh, terrific stuff. Um what else is a uh, sorry? Uh, oh, yeah, and then Stan and Peggy again. Peggy just being an absolute boss. 
and uh, she doesn't care. All right, you want to work? You want to work nude? You want to be liberated? Okay, let's do it. Uh, Peggy has some great lines in that nude scene. Uh, why don't I dip that in something and write with it? <laughs> and uh, she just Stan is nothing, nothing on Peggy. That was my number five. Will, what was your number five? My number five was Chinese Wall. Chinese which Wall. Is, which is lower down for you as well. It's those two episodes kind of flipped for us. It was, uh, yeah, that's my number eight. Um, yeah, not an exact flip, but uh, it was it was there. Uh, Chinese Wall. Yeah. Peggy and Peggy and Abe. Peggy and Abe again together. Yeah. However, more importantly, uh, and Peggy is feeling sexually liberated. However, uh, perhaps more importantly, uh, we have the realization that Lucky Strike is leaving. And all that comes with that and the downfall of that, Roger is, you know, deep, just going through the motions. Does the painful fake phone call go to the hotel instead of actually going down, obviously, to see Lee Garner. And uh, just all of that is just abysmal and uh, so rough. It, it's, yeah, it's a pretty, pretty rough episode. Uh, Pete gets his baby. He does. And uh, Roger and Joan have a scene that I presume you didn't like of, Roger, I can't do this anymore. Um, which... Very, un, very sad. Very, very sad indeed. Um, however, this, for me, the, obviously the key moment of this is uh, Don and Megan shacking it up on the, on the old sofa. Um, yes, that's how it ends, yeah. Well, that happens, so it's to be a stickler, Will. That happens and then he moves, and then he obviously goes straight back to Faye. Yeah. And, yes, he, and, and and he finds her, and then she says, "I've got you the Heinz, got you the Heinz too, because I'm, you know, I'm going to sort mm -hmm. business out for you." And uh, so she, yeah, again. So right, what was your initial? So at that point, did you think him and Megan was just a one job thing, and he's starting off his relationship with Faye with some good old fashioned adultery? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I I definitely thought that. Okay. Megan's now gonna be his affair lady. Mm. Um, yeah. And then, uh, yeah. But I, even immediately, I notice he's smiling. He, you know, he is so taken aback by her. Again, we talk about these these incredibly intelligent, sexually owning sexually. Um, their relationships and uh, wait correct me if I'm wrong is this is this kicking off with uh, is this kicking off with um, oh no it's not I can't remember which episode it is might be blowing smoke uh, opening up with Don and Faye just having seemingly incredible sex um, and the summer and that thing of having sex uh, in in the summer and then even though you've just shared the most intimate thing in the world, you cannot bear to touch each other because it's so warm. <laughs> and um, gives her a leg. I mean, two great, incredible one-liners in there. It, when they knock the lamp, is it broken? 
Do you mean the lamp? Um, damn, what a guy. Um, but yeah, the, the downfall of the Lucky Strike deal is, is pretty dire. And I think, again, you always said you could lose three episodes, it could be a six-episode series. But I really think that the amount of time that we spend with Lucky Strike, building it up, we know the importance of this. And we know that Lucky Strike leaving is not just a final nail in the coffin, um, but could be a full-blown cremation. Because there's it could, like, what, what happens here? Do you go back to the hotel again? Or do you move to a smaller office? You know, these things aren't feasible. Um, great, great stuff. What did what really worked for you for this episode? Well, um, yeah, I I just liked um, again that that sort of that that downfall that the especially Roger's denial, mm. um, sort of coming to terms with it, and it yeah. That 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 was sort of the driving force, and there's never that moment of um, him accept him admitting it. I mean, he, he admits it a bit to Joan, but not the complete truth, not the full truth. No, he doesn't well, admit it not, to anybody. It's not in Roger's nature to do that. No, it's not. It certainly isn't. Uh, that was your number five. That was my it number was. eight. My number four is Beautiful Girls. Okay, uh, my number four is Tomorrowland. Okay, that's my number three, so we'll talk yes. about it now. Okay, yes. So if you are so not in on the Megan relationship, why do you like, yeah. why is Tomorrowland so high? Because they go to Disneyland. They do go to Disneyland. <laughs> yes, they do go to Disneyland. <laughs> But it's great, and, and they're all in the swimming pool, and they're having so much fun, and yeah. they've got the map out and the planning. It's great. It is, yeah. And then meanwhile, it's you've got, yeah, it's great. It's good. And I presume you're happy because Betty and Henry are having troubles. <laughs> yes. Got that, that phone call. Um, the, the, so... Oh, let's just take this one. This is an incredible finale. Right. So things that still in Cooper Draper Price aren't going well at all. So we have Peggy using her initiative and getting Topaz. And yeah. this is a great, great, great success. And it's met rather happily uh, by Don, who's smiley and cheerful and he's going to get married and he's in love again. And he's like, that's brilliant. That's incredible. Um, let's celebrate. And then that great 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 final scene with Joan and Peggy of what could you possibly have to say or what, what something uh, you know oh, what do you want to discuss and that thing of Peggy is damn near maybe saved the entire company but Don's marriage announcement is the most important thing I'm about to I'm going to marry Miss Calvay who the hell is that yeah <laughs> um it's Megan. I, my, I think my favourite was uh, was Peggy's reaction. Oh yeah, because because she no, Peggy, I I side with Peggy uh, Peggy a lot, and uh, Peggy's reaction was the same as mine. The, you you don't know her. This isn't you. Shut up, Don. <laughs> wow. She, yeah. Well. Yeah. And um, yeah. And also, obviously, the suitcase is that incredible coming together moment of. 
these yeah. two are the, well, the perfect union. They are the, yeah. just the perfect ideal of platonic love. And um, there is that deep, deep emotional connection um, and admiration and trust that's yeah. undeniable. And it's, and it's uh, a two-way thing, which is why it works so well. And uh, yeah, he dresses her down. Sorry, she dresses him down rather. Um, so then we also, so meanwhile, uh, we have the culmination of the Jones subplot. Uh, which is wonderful. However, more importantly, we have uh, Don and... Let's talk about Megan some more, and then we'll talk about the wrap-ups of this season. So I completely... I fall in love with Megan myself. I I am fully in on Megan Don. I think it's a really great... Why wouldn't you fall in love with her? She's gorgeous. She's incredible with your kids. She's intelligent. You have great conversations with her. Again, from a vanity point of view, she believes in you. I know you're a. I know you. I know you want to be better. I know you're a. You know. I know you. And for a man who feels like he's never been seen, there's that great moment with in the suitcase. Who died? The only person who ever knew me. Hmm. That's not true. And um, I think you could make the argument. I think Betty was soiled. You've got Peggy and Nana, and we'll see what comes of Megan. These are the people who know him. And Peggy doesn't even know the complete truth of Dick Whitman. Um, but there's something there um, that is intimate and truthful, uh, which we'll get to in the suitcase. Um, but yeah, I think it's just a great, great episode. It's a joyous episode. It's a happy episode um, with some immensely emotional tinges, obviously, Um showing Sally and uh, Bobby and little baby Jean uh, taking her to Anna's house. Yeah. And seeing um, Dick and Anna, 64. Well, I'll, I'll, yeah, and it's like, oh, Dick, that's me. That's that's my nickname. But I, he almost, he smiles when he says that because he's like, he's been waiting to say that. He's mm. he's had this planned out and he was always going to say, oh, Dick, Dick's what people call me. And it's like, oh, I, I finally get to do it. Because obviously in good news, he says, I'm going to bring the kids out this summer. I think if Betty was a more open, I think that's the great tragedy of the Dick Whitman reveal. I think if maybe Dick Whitman was revealed a bit earlier uh, by Betty, then um, Sally and Bobby would have, Anna would have met Sally and Bobby. I think Don's Mm -hmm. always wanted. He's not ashamed of either side of his life now. It's, it's a wonderful thing. And so yeah. the joy that we get in those early moments for then hands and knees to come and knock it down and go, no, but it's illegal and you could be sent to prison. It's all very well and good. You're enjoying your two lives, but uh, it, it was an illegal thing you did. Uh, and then, okay, do you want to hear my Betty theory about Tomorrowland? Yeah. I think Betty... Tomorrowland is Betty realising she doesn't actually like Henry as much as she likes Don and she wants to go back. I think Tomorrowland, I think if that final scene, watch that final scene again on YouTube or whatever. If that goes on another minute without Don revealing that he likes, that he's met Megan, Mm. Betty makes some sort of move. Um. Have you have you revealed her motivation throughout 
series five? No, I no. haven't okay. <laughs> right, okay. at all, actually, which oh. I think is, yeah, uh, that, yeah, that, that's not a thing. Um, she is very jealous of Megan uh, for a very oh, particular okay. reason, which you will see immediately when Betty appears. Um, that's a very Betty trait. Yes, naturally. And uh, oh, I'm, I'm excited. You should do. Should right, tell me, tell me, tell me. No, no, you'll you'll see <laughs> immediately when you see Betty that there is a big, big change. Um, Betty and Don, yeah, that final, and whether it's whether she's feigning it or not, Betty says, "Oh, I'm I'm happy for you," because she thinks it's that Bethany Van Eyes. She goes, Bethany Van Eyes? And she mm. goes, and he goes, no, no, no. He goes, was it the secretary? I was told that uh, she went on the trip with you. But, yeah. And uh, I think it's a lovely little moment. And again, it's another goodbye. Um, obviously, we've not spent as time. To... Obviously, we've not spent as much time there this season as we did last in the first three seasons, but it's goodbye to that house. Um, it is. And lovely little final shot with the the glass and the whiskey um how well did you pack <laughs> um so i yeah i i at this point i'm fully in on don and megan i have to say and i think that their love is real uh their love is truthful um and i think they make a very good couple quote unquote <laughs> uh that's your number four my number four yeah. was beautiful girls uh tomorrowland was my number three what's your number three my number three is Blowing Smoke. Wow. That is high. For a cut, I'm sorry, Will. I feel... Again, I'm saying all this. Even, like, to say it's a cut, this is, like, another, another like, incredible, incredible episode. Why is it so high for you? I think you've alluded to it. Uh... Oh, yeah, I, I think that... Uh, purely for, for reasons regarding um, the whole Betty side of things mm. with, with, with Glenn. Oh, Glenn. Um, oh, Glenn. Yeah, I think that, that story in particular. And then obviously um, the reaction with... Is this with... Um, Why I quit tobacco. Yeah. And then also if she sacks... Um, or is that... No, that's that's within the, the within that episode, within the joke episode. Oh, right, yeah. Um, so that's 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 the summer man. That's yeah, that one. right. Okay. No, yeah. this this is. Uh, oh, sorry, we didn't talk about Ida Blank. How can we talk about Ida Blank shit without mentioning? She was born in a barn. She died in a skyscraper. She's an astronaut. One of the most beautiful. Were, were you being uh, Cooper? Was being Bert Cooper. Yeah. One of the most beautiful lines. I'm going to say it, and I know I always over exaggerate when I'm talking about Mad Men. One of the most beautiful lines ever written. Uh, tremendously beautiful piece of work. Um, for all you Mad Men fans who've seen it all, bravo. We'll come to see what that means very soon, Will. Um, ooh. <laughs> it's the very last word spoken. in it, Series, it's the very last one. And, and Don is outside. Everything's gone to shit. Or maybe it's not. He's been promoted. He needs to move somewhere else. He's at the end of the, the office. He looks back at the office, turns the lights, the lights off. 
smiles, shuts the door, and looks into the camera and goes, bravo. We made the greatest show ever made. <laughs> we did it, guys. We did it. No, no, no. Madman. Madman, you're the greatest show ever made. Um, <laughs> we, it's not a joke. It's not a joke. God. What a, what a meme. What a meme. Well, what do you like, think of the Midge element of all this? Yeah, poor Midge. Poor, poor Midge. <laughs> yeah, uh, heroin addicts now. Uh, were, you, were you very surprised? <laughs> uh, um, when, what, that she's doing heroin? No, that, that she's here. That oh, that you, she's here. That no, she I, thought, I, always thought, I always knew she'd turn up again. Oh, right. Um, I, I was less sure on, I didn't know, Ra- Rachel may never come back. That that's but I I knew Midge was I could sense a, a Midge return. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. What, what I thought, and he goes. I th- do you think Don mm. was hoping for a Midge return? Because he says, "I thought I'd have seen you by now." And um, uh, she goes, "What are you doing in the village? I live there, and we don't need to do, yeah. say a single word." Yeah, yeah. There's only one reason a guy like you lives in the village. <laughs> Uh, and he buys a painting. He's working on a science project. <laughs> he uh, he buys a painting um, so that she can get more heroin. Uh, it's uh, pretty sad, yeah, for Midge. Uh, however, yeah, this is why I quit tobacco. Uh, how did you feel about why I quit tobacco? Um, I liked it. It's, uh, I think Megan sums it up best. I know it was, oh, is it Megan that says, I'm not dumping you, she dumped me? No, sorry, you're not dumping me, I'm dumping you. Yeah, it is Megan, because again, again, of course he's going to go with her, because she comes to him, everybody's giving him shit, and then she comes to him and goes, I know it was supposed to be, um, you're dumping me, you're not dumping me, I'm dumping you, but I, I love that you stand for something. If the person who says that looks like that, there's not a single chance in hell that uh, you're not going with Megan Calvey. I'm sorry, and and we and I, you know, it's one of those things. Uh, that's blowing smoke. My number two is the good news, which was your number six. Yes. Are we gonna get our first? I no, I think we'll get a match on the number one. I think. What's mi- missing here? Um, my oh, your, two, be- your number two is Beautiful Girls? Yeah. Hey! Oh, Are we well, matched? Well, this is our... F- no, my be- Beautiful Girls was oh. four. But we've matched a number oh, one. Oh, oh, number one. This right, is four, yeah. the first time that we have matched a uh, top episode. A top, a top, yes, a top episode. One that wasn't going to be top for me. Until? Uh, it was, it was going to be... Around five or four or six until I watched the end, until I finished the episode. <laughs> and I thought, oh, you know what? Yeah. Um, what you remember, about... I, I, uh, oh, well, we, we'll do that. We'll, do we'll that. talk about the suitcase momentarily. Yeah. Uh, let's do, let's do good news because, in the grand scheme of things, um, good news. Uh... <laughs> What's the buzz? Why do you? That, you're, you're getting, I mean, Correct link to Jesus Christ, but I was singing uh, "Good News," the Angel Gabriel song from Nativity. Oh God, <laughs> things are really cool. Oh well, um, in in 
release times, we're only a few weeks off Nativity. We're not. Oh, I'm excited. Oh, Nativity. Yeah, Christmas is coming. Chris, we are lit. Oh, how exciting. Uh, yeah, we're a couple of weeks off Christmas. T- today is Thursday, the 25th of November. Um, oh, wow. Will, what are you getting for Christmas? Um, I mean, I hope by this time I've not been kicked out of even university. That oh, that is true. That is true. Oh, Will, it'll be in no COVID world, hopefully. You can come in my hot tub and we can put on best of Mad Men soundtracks. And, um, uh, okay. okay. <laughs> was, this needs to end. It's getting too hot. Get too much information. <laughs> um, where uh, uh, The good news. Uh, <laughs> uh, the good news, Will, you had it number six. Again, maybe I misjudged you, but I thought this would be... One of your top episodes, because I want I, I wanted him to get with the the lady. Oh, Stephanie. Yeah. Uh, is that the only reason why it didn't? I think there's a particular reason why Stephanie you're isn't right. uh, aroused. Yes. <laughs> yes. But you're t- arguably your two favourite supporting characters, are Anna and Lane. So an episode that has. Long stretches with both. I, I thought this would be an absolute knockout for you. I thought, yeah, no, it was very good, obviously. Oh, it was... Um, I watched six episodes. Um, back to back. Yeah, and then I I had a break for about three days, and then I watched the rest. Mm. So, ranking-wise, uh, I'd forgotten everything that happened, so I just started <laughs> fresh again. So, so this is... So this is, again, an episode of Two Halves. Uh, all throughout, we have the Jones subplot of uh, her departing uh, for... of Greg, rather, departing for Vietnam. However, the first half is Don in L.A., which we always love, uh, going to see Anna, and she's got this broken leg, and uh, she's just foolish, apparently, and they're going to smoke some dope and have a nice night with uh, Stephanie, her niece, and um, he's going to do some painting for her and all's well, and everything's great. We love Anna. And then suddenly, Stephanie reveals that her leg's broken because there's a cancer in her leg and her bone's getting weaker. And they're not telling her because it's terminal and it's spread and she's got months left. And she's going to die. And so Don is faced with an unbearable situation of having to say goodbye to somebody Mm. Um, without being able to say goodbye. And I think you could make the argument. I mean, I, oh, no, John Hamm is incredible in so many moments, but that moment and those absolute, <laughs> the most brimming tears in the world without them ever dropping, an astounding, astounding piece of work. And uh, that would be enough, I think, for this episode to be so high. But then he comes back to New York and we have that classic thing. I, I was in Philadelphia and obviously I didn't have a family to go to for Thanksgiving. Uh, sorry, no, I, I spent Thanksgiving Day with the family. Um, but that Thanksgiving week, it's a ghost town. And because everybody else goes to their families and such a brilliant, brilliant thing of Don and Lane coming together, two people who are distant from their relationships, obviously, well, Dom doesn't have a family at current, obviously he does, but not anywhere to go to, and Lane is in 
America, his family are in England and don't want to come over. And um, we obviously have the terrible thing with uh, the flowers with Joan, the mix up there. Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> I, I enjoy that a lot. I enjoy that a lot. And, uh, and I just love Don and Lane getting, having a guy, you know, two guys yeah. on the town. Yeah. And uh, it's funny, it's sad. And they're at the, the stand up. That's great. Stand up's great. Well, it starts off with them having the nice whiskey. No bad at all. <laughs> and uh, oh, I can really make my late impression great. Uh, um, no bad at all. Uh, for the audio listeners, I just put on some fake glasses that for years Will thought that he'd stolen from me. And I, so I just accepted. But it turns out they were just in my bottom drawer. <laughs> So he stole somebody else's glasses, apparently. <laughs> Maybe they were someone's actual glasses. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, wonderful lane. And uh, they go to the movies. Uh, Don loves going to the movies. Again, another way. Uh, the there are as We've talked about this before. Obviously, I don't have as much sex as Don. And I don't have as... And I'm not as handsome or as charming, perhaps. And so don't get as many offers. Uh, but when it comes to feeling relaxed at, in the sea and swimming, keeping to oneself uh, and going to the movies in the middle of the day, I am Don Draper. <laughs> and so I love that moment of him going, of, of him just telling him, we're going to the movies. We can't sit here and be miserable. And I love them going through the movies. It's a mad, 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 mad world. Mm. It sure is. Zorba the Greek, I saw it. Could watch it again. Send me no flowers. No. <laughs> Uh, Umbrellas of Cherbourg Don's comment is Catherine Deneuve and I have to agree Don Catherine Deneuve beautiful woman Umbrellas of Cherbourg you would have enjoyed it's a very good movie um, however they end up going to see Godzilla yeah and uh, Lane <laughs> shout hurling abuse at uh, people at <laughs> a mother and a child doing this mock Japanese accent Um it's just great. And then, as you say, the stand-up, we're not homosexuals, yeah. we're divorced. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's just a real touching moment. And then it comes to that climax, at pardon the pun, of them getting two call girls. Um, and it's that's a bit sad, actually. It, it gets to a point where it's now sad. Yeah. Um, well... Of, uh, for you, what was the part that stood out? Um, was it the Christmas in New York, or was it sorry, New Year in New York, or was it uh, the uh, saying goodbye to Anna? It was it's New Year in New York. <laughs> <laughs> New Year New York should have been the name of the episode. It shouldn't have been the good news. Is it? Oh, no, it should have been by Anna. Hello, Lane. Lane. <laughs> I love his. I would never do it, but him throwing his steak on his crotch. Ruining yeah, and he, and he, and he I gotta be up. Texas buckle belt. Hee-haw! <laughs> oh, he's great. He's great. I love Lane. You cannot beat Lane. Love, love, love Lane. Big is, season do, for Lane. Big season for Lane, season five. Oh, I'm excited. Is um is he popular in the fandom? Does everyone love Lane? Everyone loves Lane. I don't like everybody loves everybody. Like there's nobody that people don't love. Because they're just all brilliant characters and so well written, and you love them. Like small tangent, is there anybody that 
I, I always, the way I describe Mad Men and the way, why it's the best show ever is because whenever it cuts to a character, you never go, oh, great, a Jones scene. And there are so many TV shows, even Breaking Bad, which I love. You, it cuts and you go, oh, great, I've got to do 10 minutes with these. I, I, again, maybe I was speaking just for myself. I don't have that with Mad Men at all. Um, that was my number two. Your number two was Beautiful Girls. I presume yep. that this is, if not solely here, has a big factor to do with um, the death of Ida Blankenship. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's that and it's uh, the mugging combined. Oh, yeah. Well, so let, I think the best way to talk about the episode is, is of course, talk about its closing. Uh, the closing image is that terrific image of um, three very important women in Don's life for season four, uh, Dr. Faye Miller, Peggy and Joan. Uh, less so Joan. Joan's always there. She's the steady, I guess. And um, if we go beyond that, we also have Megan as a big factor in this episode. We don't know that she's going to be an important woman in Don's life, but we do, obviously, by the end of the season. And of course, Sally. And yeah, the strength of that final 20-minute farce is... Mm. Just, in, just impeccably uh, built up and delivered. You've got, let's talk about, yeah, let's talk about Joan and um, Roger first and then we'll build up to this uh, farce. So Joan goes, sorry, um, Greg's been sent off to Nam, And so Roger sends some nice masseuses because Roger's great. Um, and then they go out for a meal and they're walking home and the neighborhood's changed because it's been so long. And they get booked. And in the heat of the moment, they have passionate sex, which we don't know yet, will impregnate her. Were you, other than root, other than going, yay, were you overwhelmed by the shock, by the surprise of that? Uh, no, just just gleeful, gleeful, mm. yeah. Joyce, I think I think what what surprised me the most was Roger's reaction to getting mugged because I thought he would have got his wallet out and say, "Look, I, I've got a nice watch. This means a lot to me. All that mm. I can just give you ten thousand dollars now." Sort of, but he would, but he wouldn't have ten thousand dollars in his pocket, would he? No, yeah, he wouldn't. Okay. He just he like the is the he does exactly like protocol, mm. and I stand so that. He doesn't get ang the mugger doesn't get angry and shoot him when yeah. he realizes oh wait they can give me a per they can give a perfect uh, hmm. um, visual comparison and the money on the f money on the floor money's on the floor and they just do it all and then he pulls her to the side you're all right can I can't breathe I can't breathe my wedding ring and uh, yeah I mean here the moment. What can you say? But more so that incredible 20 minute uh, farce of Dr. Sally coming in as if Matt's can't get, that's how it starts. And then it builds and it builds and it builds. And he gets Faye to talk to her. That doesn't do anything. And then Faye gets really angry because it wasn't fair what you did. You know, you shouldn't have done that. I can't talk to her. I'm not a mother or whatever. And uh, and then Peg, my what maybe my favorite moment of it all is Peggy's already frantic because Abe's come and he's given her this letter about how all advertisers are pigs or whatever and how they should be hiring uh, more black people. 
And so she's already stressed. And then she comes in and Sally's here. What are you doing here? You go, I'm, I came to see my dad. And you go, don't, don't move. <laughs> and he goes, I'm not. <laughs> love, love Peggy. And, uh, but yeah, the piece, the resistance is Ida dying, unfortunately. And uh, yeah, hey, my mother made that. And Harry about his bloody blanket. Um, it's just a it's just a peak episode, and I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna lock it in now. Number two, beautiful girls, because it's only fair. I you have good news lower. It only makes sense. Uh, beautiful girls will be our number two. However, let's talk about our number one. Well, you asked me previously <laughs> about whether or not there is a undeniable sort of beloved favourite episode, best episode of Mad Men ever. There is some speculation. Lots of people go for shut the door and have a seat. However, the overwhelming critical and fan um, response is the suitcase is the absolute peak of the show. This is the one. I don't know necessarily if it is significantly better than any other episode, because as I say, we are dealing with an almost unnaturally good quality of episode back to back to back. However, the fact that it's just Peggy and Don, and the fact that we really uh, get to the heart yeah. of this, the love relationship really does tip people over the edge. And as you say, uh, the closing of the episode, uh, you messaged me, uh, when did you mess? So you messaged me saying, "Do am I supposed to enjoy the suitcase? Was that halfway through the episode or was that after? Halfway through. Right. Okay. So why don't you talk about your experience with it solidifying yeah. for you as your number one? Yeah, I think we'll just build on what you said earlier. I really enjoy the fact, I respect the fact that this is in episode seven. Um, mm. So it, it does feel like a real yeah. halfway split as we've discussed yeah. here. Um, yeah. Um, I, yeah. I, I, Halfway through, I thought, right, okay, I feel like I'm meant to enjoy this because it's it's um, it's Don and, and Peggy having that big old heart-to-heart chat. Everything comes out, oh, yeah, and everyone loves that. But I thought, I, what do you call them? Um, where Bottle episodes. Yeah, I thought, oh, it's going to fall into the bottle episode trap, and it's I'm not enjoying it at the minute. It's just them chatting away, and it's rubbish, and mm. they're just... But then... Um, everything that happened afterwards made up for it. So, what do you, when you say everything that happens afterwards, what 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 are you talking about? With uh, what are you talking about? As in, it what what I moments? Think the the violent vomiting was enjoyable. Yeah, duck. Um, I killed yeah. seventeen men in Okinawa. The, the fight uh, I liked. I don't know if it was meant to be or it's just me being a a, a very clever person. Um, deducing the fact that the whole plot is them anticipating this heavyweight boxing match and the real fight we see is yeah yeah uh, yeah and, and also i love that you know don's the perfect man we all love don that he doesn't get a sucker punch in on duck no. we would want nothing more than for him to kick the shit out of duck there but no he's absolutely blasted and then and then, and then yeah. the end with the reveal of, of anna dying yeah, but that's the thing. Is it even a reveal, or is it the thing that's fueling this entire thing? The entire episode, he's he knows that he has to make the call, 
Yeah. And uh, he's dreading it and he's not doing it. But he has to make that call. And um, I think the ghost of Anna coming in and out. And I, I wouldn't think you'd like that. I, well, this is the thing. It's one of those weird things. In between seasons, I get these ideas in my head of what I don't like. So I always thought, no, that ruins the suitcase. But then I watched it again now and I thought, oh no, that, that affects, that affects really nice. And it's, it's just subtle enough and it's fine. And I always, in between seasons, I always go, Glenn's the worst character. He's, he's, he, I know, I know, I know, I know. He can't act. It's so clear that he's yeah. been chosen because oh, he's Matthew Weiner's son. And then I watch it again and I go, oh no, I'm, I'm in on Glenn. And um, the only t- the only thing that the caterpillar like that's mm-hmm. been the one yeah. thing that I go, no, this is bad. <laughs> um, but no, I love I love Anna and I love the crying. I mean, that's it's a big gif. I think I've used it multiple times uh, with, between us. Uh, but it is in the actual context of the episode, a beautiful, beautiful moment of a shedding moment. Um, and yeah, that incredible actual closing moment of Peggy, you know, still looking like shit because <laughs> she's had to sleep on the couch. And Don is he's a superhero, apparently. Yeah. And he can he can do the comb and look just as perfect. I also like the when uh, I mean because he gets very drunk, which mm. is so yeah. Will is frozen for our listeners. Uh, I pr- can only presume. He's talking about how much he loves Mad Men and how it's the greatest you, show. You oh, can only presume, but you're wrong. Oh no! Um, that the, the bit where uh, they go into Roger's office and Find they the, start listening yeah. to Roger's memoirs—that's fun. And the great payoff of the Doctor Lyle Evans thing. So there's a whole IMDb trivia thing because basically in the previous episode in the uh, Chrysanthemum and the Sword, um, Roger makes an offhand comment and he's like, "We, you know, we might as well." You know, didn't we defeat, didn't we win the war? You know, who are you going to bring in next, Dr. Lyle Evans? And people, like, Google Dr. Lyle Evans, thinking, was he, like, a famous person that I just don't know? And it turned, and then, obviously, we have the payoff of that in in this, where he's a fictional character who um, botched a surgery and uh, rendered Burt Cooper, um, for lack of a better clinical term, ballless. Um we also find out that he had a relationship with Ida, which obviously gives great, great pathos to she's an astronaut. Um, beautiful moment. Beautiful moment. It's, it's, it's an incredible, incredible, incredible episode. Open or closed? Open. And, and it does give us a feeling that, yeah, it, and, and also it is, and also it's a happy episode because it's the end of Don's miserable period. I mean, well, spoilers, Will. There's, you know, he's never not miserable. He's always depressed. He's always anxious. Um, no. But um, that 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 horrible thing of, yeah, uh, acceptance. And uh, he wants to be a better man. And that's obviously why he goes with Megan, because that's a realistic uh, relation. Have I won you up with, my, with me mansplaining? <laughs> I guess man-to-man's just explaining. Um with me explaining the Megan relationship, are you, hmm. if not in, in on it more, do you feel that it's not, 
because you opened with it being saying it was unrealistic and forced. Hmm. Do you not hmm. feel that anymore? Uh, no. You still feel that? I, I still, um, yeah, I'm right. Well, like it's a, I'm right. Um, thus concludes Mad Men Series 4. Well, not completely, because it's time to do some ranking. So number one is our first number one lock of our Mad Men run, Suitcase. Number two, I've given you Beautiful Girls, which means number three, you're going to have to give me good news. Yeah. Then number four, Tomorrowland. Yeah. Tomorrowland. Then uh, we have, okay, now it's getting messy. So I, number five, I have Waldorf Stories, which is one of your cuts. So that'll have to go further down. Then I have, you have Chinese Wall and I have Chinese Wall at eight. So that's five, eight. Summerman is six, nine. Okay, so Chinese Wall, then Summerman, and then Waldorf Stories. And is the way that, that needs to go. Which leads us down to our bottom three. Uh, you, I have at number seven, Christmas comes but once a year. You have number seven, hands and knees. Uh, now we're into a yeah. Now we're into a period of of what's left. So we both yeah. share hands and knees. So I guess that's next. Okay. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah. Hands and knees. I have Christmas higher than you have Chrysanthemum, which. I think is, are you Christmas number nine, uh, Chris Anthony number 10? Yeah, I'll take that. Uh, okay, we now have our season four rankings. At number 10, there are Chris Anthony and the Sword. At number nine, Christmas comes but once a year. At number eight, Hands and Knees. Number seven, Waldorf Stories. Number six, The Summer Man. Number five, Chinese Wall. Number four, Tomorrowland. Number three, Good News, The Good News. Number two, Beautiful Girls. And number one, The Suitcase. Will. Mad Men season four. You ended Mad Men season three ready and raring to enter season five. Have you, en sorry, entering season four. Have you ended season four ready and raring and excited, I believe was the word you used at the end of the last episode, excited to enter season five? Uh, no. Really? Uh, no, it's, it's not, I'm not on the same level same buzz I was at the end of last series. Uh, you, that's understandable. I mean, that is like yeah. an absolute buzz. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's that's that then, I guess. Um, <laughs> bit dour. Um, season five, big, big season for Lane. Um, yeah, I mean, this is... Uh, Ooh, you'll see. Big season for Joan. Uh, oh, these, these sound very good. Big season Lane, for Peggy. Lane gonna... Oh, oh. Big, big season for everybody. It's a... This is season for Glenn? No, sorry, Will. Sorry, Will. No big Glenn. No big Glenn season. Um, but, um, yeah, no, big... It's a big season for lots of people this time around. Uh, it has... Oh, God, so much... 
get excited. That's all I can say. I mean, okay, you, you may get excited and then it'll just at the end of it, it'll just be, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. fine. <laughs> and uh, that is. As they say, that. Da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-da-ba.